When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is Brandon Kelly, the host of Blue Wire's new podcast, Golden Goal. Messi takes everybody on. Messi has got it! From Lionel Messi to Marta to Pele, our show takes a deep dive into soccer superstars. 2-0, and he's... What a World Cup for Megan Rapinoe! From Zlatan Ibrahimovic's brash confidence with the play to back it up, to Megan Rapinoe's heroic outspokenness and World Cup flair... Each episode examines a personality of the world's game. We'll dig into Maradona's Hand of God performance and subsequent downfall. The teenage trio at Dortmund that signaled the next generation of superstars. And that infamous headbutt that slung Zinedine Zidane from glory. Golden Goal. Soccer stars and the moments that made them. Premiering this summer on Blue Wire. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. What is up, faithful? Welcome to another episode of the 49ers Rush Podcast. I'm your host, as always, John Chapman. And we have, uh, it's it's not even fair to say uh, an action-packed episode. We're going to be here a while. So buckle in. I know it's been a little bit of time. I've went on vacation uh, with the family. Had to get away for a little while, which was nice. But I'm back uh, with a vengeance. So uh, let's get ready for some 49ers talk. We've got a lot of stuff to get to today, okay? Uh, even though we're in the dead time, and it doesn't seem like there's a lot going on, any news is bad news right now. Uh, we're going to talk about Raheem Mostert. We're going to talk about some Jamal Adams stuff that's going on. And we're going to give you a basically a treat. This is going to be a lot of fun. On the Patreon page, you know, I put up questionnaires and polls like, hey, what do you want to see? What do you want broken down? And this one's been fun. Um, basically just break down Jimmy Garoppolo's film on third down. And so I went through and just started collecting clips. Every single third down from week one, uh, the entire regular season, every single third down, uh, the playoffs and the Super Bowl. Well, turns out I uh, amassed 184 different clips of just the passing game with Jimmy Garoppolo on third downs throughout the season. Now, obviously, that's way too much to do one breakdown. So I decided, well, let's... After I gathered all those clips, let's put them into categories. Let's do a third and short, you know, one zero to three yards to get a first down. Third and medium, uh, you know, four to seven yards, and then seven or more. And so that's what we're kind of doing. So I, I divided all the clips up, and what we're going to do at the end of this episode today, I think, I think it's going to be fun for everybody. Uh, I'm geeked out. You can tell already. Uh, we're going to go through all of Jimmy Garoppolo's third and short film clips from the year and we're just going to break down the film very similar to what i do on patreon but i wanted to give everybody just kind of a quick preview because it's free patreon's free right now for another two weeks nobody will be charged until august 1st all you have to do is go to patreon.com type in 49ers rush podcast and that's how you're going to do that so that's going to be towards the second half of this episode and as i said we're going to be here for a minute now before we even get into the news i have another giveaway um, which I love giving stuff away. It's my favorite thing in the world to do. I don't know why. Uh, maybe I just like to dress up as Santa Claus. Uh, I kind of got the jolly face in the cheeks if you're watching on YouTube. 
But um, now, this is not a live show, so I do want to say that. And I want to say thank you to the Countdown crew. And we have another winner for the previous month. And here we go. This is for the awesome Brandon IU drawing um, brought to you by Aether Art, which is just awesome for free. All you have to do is just hit hashtag CC anytime we go live. And the way you do that is just hit that notification bell on YouTube. Um, you know, hot mic, if you haven't registered over there, any of those places, that's the way to do it. Um, so the winner is drum roll, please. That's a terrible drum roll. Here we go. Jeff Chessmore. Congratulations. What I need you to do now, Jeff, is reach out to me through email or DM me on Twitter. Email is 49ers Rush Podcast at gmail.com and Twitter at JL underscore Chapman. I just need to know your address so I can send all that stuff out to you. I'm going to send you uh, basically. Basically, this awesome drawing that you can frame and put up however you want to, um, which is amazing of, you know, the first round pick, uh, Brandon Ayuk. And then I'm also going to include some 49ers rush gear, some stickers and some things like that. So uh, all you got to do is reach out to me. And if I don't hear from you, which I know he's always on, so I'm not too worried about him. Uh, but you know, if we go a couple weeks and I don't hear from you, I'll just pass it on to somebody else. But, uh, just want to say thank you, Jeff, for all of your continued support. So, and also, uh, a little bit later, I've got news for another huge giveaway. Um, Jerry Rice, autograph football, stay tuned for that bad boy. But before we get into that, let's talk some news because there's just so much stuff going on. You know, it, any news during the dead period is bad news. That's just all there is. And Raheem Mostert, of course, comes out, his agent, and basically demands a trade. Now, Raheem Mostert is interesting because there's not a story like him. And as the Super Bowl kind of run took place, the entire public, not just the 49ers fan base who have loved Mostert for a few years now, they caught on to this amazing story about this guy that's, you know, bounced around the league six teams in like five years and never really he's a special teamer, but he kind of plays running back and all these things. Whatever. He goes on and just blows the world apart during the, the playoff run, you know, 220 yards rushing, four touchdowns, all this stuff, whatever. Comes out and says he wants a trade because he's not getting paid enough. Now, the immediate knee-jerk reaction of the public, and we're about a week removed from this now. Everybody's kind of calmed down. <laughs> Everybody always overreacts to everything. It's just the way the society is today. And I'm guilty of it as well. Um, so here's here's what we know. Okay. Raheem Mostert signs a deal just last year, a three-year deal for $8.7 million total. Now, that is not a running back deal. He signed a special teamer deal. Now, he is the best gunner in the NFL. I don't think it's even close. He's an all-pro special teams player, and he signed an all-pro special teams contract. Well... Now, he's the number one running back on the team. Now, if you want to say, well, Tevin Coleman actually started, Raheem Mostert never started, well, that's because Kyle Shanahan just made terrible personnel choices, whatever. Uh, I know there are several people in the Tevin Coleman camp. I don't care. <laughs> We're going to go over some stats. I'll tell you right now, Raheem Mostert's the number one, and I would argue Jarek McKinnon would be the number two, and Tevin Coleman probably should be cut, but that's okay. Uh, we have insured some of his salary. Tevin Coleman's getting $4.5 this year. And as soon as we hit that, you know, 6-1 deadline, um, that's when June 1st, that's whenever part of his contract became guaranteed. $2.2 million is now guaranteed. So if we cut Tevin Coleman today, you'd save $2.8 million. But that's just, let's just set that to the side. We'll put that up on the shelf. Now let's jump back to the man, the RB1, Raheem Mostert. Now, with where he is now and why he wants a new deal, there's some good and bad here, okay? And we're going to be honest. And dive into the goods and bad. His agent did a terrible job. Terrible job. He should have done all of this before the draft. Because any team out there, if he really did want a trade, which I don't think he does. I think he's trying to use the public for leverage, which that part is kind of smart. Any team that would have wanted a running back, they went and addressed that need during the draft or free agency. So every team has fulfilled their roles. Now, would Raheem Mostert help teams out? For sure, yeah. He'd probably be the RB1 on 20 teams. Um, I think there's probably 10 to 12 running backs that you could argue are better than him. But if you run the zone system, I don't think that is true. You're going to slash that number in half, maybe five to six guys. Um, but uh, having said all those things, you know he's the 25th highest paid running back this year. 25th. Now, he's underpaid for sure. I don't think anybody argues that. But if you look at some of the names that are ahead of him, it's kind of funny. 
Mike, da- Mike Davis, nobody even knows who that is. Rex Burkhead, Jalen Richard, uh, Duke Johnson. There's just these players that are ahead of him in pay scale that just makes you scratch your head. In fact, he's the fourth highest paid running back on the 49ers. Kyle Juszczyk makes more, even though he's a fullback. Tevin Coleman makes more. Jarek McKinnon makes more. So you have these other guys that are making way more money. Matt Breida is making more money than him, even though he got traded away. So how much is he asking for? Is he asking for, you know, this Derrick Henry, huge four-year, $50 million deal that just got signed an hour ago? No, he's not. He wants to be paid like the other running backs on the team, especially since he's the RB1 and helps on special teams, which I doubt he will uh, this year. And so he's only asking for about $2 million more per year on the remaining two years left on his deal, Raheem Mostert. Um, And the 49ers basically said nope. So, again, you step back and you look at his teammates at the same position that do way less, and we'll talk about what they do less. Uh, Again, yards per attempt, okay, per rushing attempt. You have Tevin Coleman, 4.0, which is very, very low in a Kyle Shanahan offense. You have Jeff Wilson, 3.9. Again, not good in a Kyle Shanahan offense. Uh, You have Raheem Mostert, 5.6 yards. So you get an extra yard and a half with a little change, every single time Raheem Mostert touches the ball. Now, if you take an even bigger step back, you know, I did this a few months ago before the Mostert news came out, and I went back and went through every single drive of the 49ers with and how much they utilized Mostert. So on drives where Raheem got zero carries, okay, which happened 109 drives over the course of the season, the 49ers averaged 2.11 points per drive, okay? So just over two points per drive if Raheem, Raheem Mostert didn't touch the ball. If he got one carry, just one carry on the entire drive, which happened 37 times, 37 drives over the season, 3.5 points per drive. So again, you're seeing a jump from 2.1 to 3.5 if he just gets one carry per drive. Now, two carries per per drive, it drops a little bit. 24 different drives has happened. 2.8 points per drive. And the crazy one, three-plus carries per drive happened 24 times throughout the season, four points per drive. It doubles, okay? It doesn't take rocket science to understand. It doesn't matter whatever metric you use, eyeball test, film, (laughs) analytics, stats, doesn't matter. Raheem Mostert's the best back we have, and it's not close. It's not close. The only area where Tevin Coleman might outshine uh, Raheem Mostert's in pass protection, and that's it. The only area where Jarek McKinnon which we haven't seen, so you can put an asterisk next to this claim, will outshine um, Raheem Mostert is the passing game receptions. So he definitely has a role no matter what. I think he should be paid personally. You know, I put this up on Twitter. This was a poll. I got 1,323 votes. I gave you three options. Pay him $2 million a year, do nothing, or trade Raheem Mostert for a fifth or a sixth draft pick. Uh, round traffic now why a fifth or a sixth again nobody (laughs) has running back needs anymore in the nfl two he's 28 years old so he's older now he has more tread on his tires than most because he hasn't been used uh but still do you want to pay this guy more money he's 28 usually this is where you start bailing on running backs all this stuff so the three options again pay him two more million dollars a year do nothing or trade him for a fifth or sixth round draft pick I love the results. 50% of the votes were to pay him the extra $2 million, And I, I don't think you even have to pay him at all. I think you just kind of rework his deal to include more guarantee and more incentives to make him happy. And I think that's easy. Um, the do-nothing group, which it's probably what the 49ers are going to do, um, 39% said do nothing. And get this. There's zero leverage. There's zero leverage. Okay, If I, if I wanted to write, shoot, Kate Upton and say, hey... I really think we should go out on a date. That doesn't mean I get the date with Kate Upton. Now, I have my wife. She's better than Kate Upton. Wink, wink. Um, But just because somebody wants something doesn't mean you get something. There's no leverage. Raheem Mostert has zero leverage. He has two years left on his deal. He's 28 years old, as I mentioned before. He can't hold out, especially with the new CBA. Uh, He'll be fine so much. And he hasn't made any money. He's made no money. He's made $4 million in his career so far, and he's trying to strike while the iron is hot. Now, the 49ers don't want to set the precedent of ripping up a one-year-old contract, and I get that. Has he outperformed his contract? Hell, yes, he has. 
What would have happened if he underperformed? Guess what? The ownership would rip up his contract and tell him to hit the road. You know, so often fans want to side with the ownership like they always honor their deals. They don't. That's not how it works. <coughs> Excuse me. So, having said all that, I don't think anything's going to happen. I do wish they just kind of re-channel some of his funds to be more guaranteed, but that's the whole Raheem Mostert thing. I don't think anything's going to happen. He's still going to be with us. I don't think you trade him away, especially now after trading away Matt Breida. Um, but if something does happen, Jamichael Hasty, I'm just telling you right now, is making the roster. He's going to find a way, whether somebody gets injured, sick, traded, whatever. Jamichael Hasty's making this roster. I, I think that he's just going to be a 49er for a long time. Now, let's transition. Let's talk a little bit more. I got a lot of comments about the Jamal Adams rumors. Uh, Grant Cohen uh, was the first to report it, and here's the deal. The 49ers ask about everybody in the NFL, especially top-tier talent. Odell Beckham Jr., Le'Veon Bell, Austin Hooper. It doesn't matter. If there is a top talent player out there, they ask. Now, just because they ask doesn't mean you're going to get a deal. Uh, I mean, you can always hope for something like a DeAndre Hopkins like the Arizona Cardinals got where they just fleeced the Texans, something like that. Now, here's the deal with Jamal Adams. He, he wants out so bad. Adam Gay's the worst coach in the NFL by far. Um, he's terrible. He wants out, and he says he does want a new deal, but he's willing to play at least one year without getting a new deal. Now, once you get him, you're going to have to pay him $15 million a deal. And a big reason why I'm a little hesitant on you know getting Jamal Adams and trading for him is because I want Kittle signed first. If, if trading for anybody makes it more difficult to keep Kittle, I don't want to do it. Okay. Now, if we had Kittle signed long-term, then I would be much more bullish and aggressive to go get Jamal Adams. Um, now, what's it going to cost? It's going to cost $15 million a year to get him locked up. It, basically, you look at the top safety contracts, you add 15% to that, that's where he's going to go to. Now, I think Jamal Adams is safety number one. Uh, him and Derwin James, for me, those two guys are head and shoulders above everybody else. But uh, especially with Derwin missing all of last season, even only have one year on the right. Derwin James is amazing. Jamal Adams, he's amazing. You could pick whichever one. It doesn't matter. Um, you know, if you look at third and fourth down coverage grades, Jamal Adams is number one, not for safeties, for the entire defense. Stephen Gilmore is number two, the unanimous AP, you know, defensive player of the year. Jamal Adams was better than him on third and fourth down. So um, obviously he would make every single team, all 32 teams, he's starting on them. Uh, there's no doubt about that. So I, I love Jamal Adams, but is it worth paying that much money? And then now you're going to have to pay to acquire them. And they want a lot. Kittle's name was floated around. Screw that biz. I, I would not trade George Kittle straight up for Jamal Adams. I, I just would not. Kittle's too important to this offense. So uh, here's what I put out there. And I think this is similar to what it would cost. Um, a 2021 second rounder, Jaquaski Tart, and Kendrick Bourne. And what was interesting was how many people got really hung up on the Kendrick Bourne part. Uh, people love Kendrick Bourne, and I do, I do as well. I think he's going to have a big year. But you're talking a 2021 second rounder, Jaquaski Tart, and Kendrick Bourne. Just to get Jamal Adams, then you got to resign him. So uh, I put this trade out there, and it got 1,756 votes, so it was a pretty active poll. Uh, only 43% said to move forward with the trade. 57% said no. Um, so it, they felt like it was too much. And most of the comments talked about the contract. The contract is huge. And for the people that are out there like, oh, the salary cap, Parag Morante, he can move everything around. You're right. Within a limit. Look at the Rams. <laughs> the reason why I don't want to do that trade is look at the Rams. They traded away all their cheap draft picks, which helped keep the salary cap manageable. And they just went after all stars. How'd that work out for them? <laughs> very, very badly. They went from Super Bowl to bust in like a month. <laughs> um, and then they just exacerbated the situation by trading two first-rounders for Jalen Ramsey, who they still haven't signed. <laughs> so that's one of the things I want to stay away from. If you sign Kittle, then I think we can talk about it. But right now, it's a hard no for me, um, unless you just got him for a steal. Um, and again, let's say hypothetically, you get him for a steal, you just use them as a one-year rental. 
then guess what? He can go sign somewhere else. The best you can get is a third-round comp pick. So if you can give up just a second to get him for a one-year rental, then get a third-round comp pick back, yeah, maybe. Uh, but that's still a no for me. We, the 49ers are going to have to have top-tier draft picks to replenish this roster because you've got so many people you're going to have to pay. So there's the Jamal Adams things. Now, 49ers just released something else today, uh, an email to season ticket holders, and basically said, you know, I'll read it verbatim. To ensure the health and safety, this is from the 49ers organization, uh, to ensure the health and safety of our season ticket members, players, coaches, staff, and the greater community to comply with state and local restrictions, we may not, again, we may not be able to host fans in a full or limited capacity this season. Uh, the Packers have already come out. Uh, I think it was Philly already came out. There's not going to be fans at any 49ers home games, period. And it's just, it's not happening. Um, people aren't wearing masks. It's not happening. So that sucks. Um, I am trying to work behind the scenes as much as I can to find a way to create a better game day experience, uh, working with a couple different people and a couple different uh, companies. You know, Hot Mike, who we partnered with from the earliest days and invested in that company. We're going to continue working with them as well. But I want to create something that's going to just be awesome. Uh, it sucks. There's no, we can't be fans. But hopefully we can get football. And I'm happy with that. If we can just have football, then... Whatever. Uh, I'll take it. Now, this is awesome. Very, very excited to announce this one. Uh, autographed Jerry Rice signed football. So here's what's going to happen. I teamed up in uh, good friends with the Sleeper Wire podcast. They do fantasy football. If you've ever used the Sleeper app, it's a podcast associated with them. Um, and BTF uh, Leagues, They work with. I work with them as well. So here's what they do. They got Pristine Action to donate a Jerry Rice autographed signed Football, and it's amazing. Uh, it's beautiful. I'm excited. I wish I could keep it. And I actually have a chance, and here's what we're going to do. We are starting a charity fantasy football league one season, okay? So here's what's going to happen. All of the proceeds raised are going to be donated to Toys for Tots, which I want to talk about in a second. So uh, I'm, I've already paid to join this. It's a $100 entry, and the first cup, first serve. So if you want to be, if you want to play fantasy football, the winner's going to get the football, and we're all going to chip in to donate to, to uh, Toys for Tots. So it's a hundred dollars. Uh, again, every single penny is donated. Uh, I'm not getting anything on this. In fact, I'm paying a hundred dollars of my own personal money to play in this league with you guys and girls, whoever wants to play. And so here's what's going to happen: we're going to play fantasy football against each other. We're going to create a 12 or 16 man league, however many participants we have, and then I'm going to cap it at 16. I'm not going to pass that. Winner gets the football. If I win. I get the football, and I'm giving it to my boys. That's what it is. Now, here's why this is important and why I love Toys for Tots so much. This past weekend and why we were on vacation uh, was the seventh year anniversary of me adopting my boys um, out of the foster care system. We were the foster parents, and we adopted them. Some of you guys know I've shared this story a few times. Um, but here's the deal. The first year we became their foster parents, we didn't know you had to take them off the Toys for Tots list. Uh, they, they were in a boy's home. And you know, in and out of the foster care system for a long time. So they were in um, the Toys for Tot system. Well, that first Christmas, you know, we we were like, all right, let's get them all these presents, whatever else. We did all those things. But then the Toys for Tots arrived for both my boys, and it was beautiful. They got they both got a bike. Uh, they got all kinds of stuff. I mean, it was amazing. The problem was we already got them all these gifts, and so we had to sit down with my boys who were four and nine at the time and say, hey. People shared out of the goodness of their heart to help you whenever you guys didn't have things, and they gave you all these gifts. Well, guess what? We're going to take care of you now, but unfortunately, there's still other boys and girls out there that don't get awesome Christmas presents. And so our boys actually took part in sharing those gifts that were given by Toys for Tots to other children uh, that were at need. So Toys for Tots is a big deal for me. Uh, just as a dad, um, and here's the deal. You, you want to have fun and talk trash? I talk trash during fantasy football all the time. Y'all see nice Chapman on here. We get in fantasy football. It's cutthroat, man. Uh, <laughs> just going to let you know. So uh, we're going to play football together, fantasy football against each other. The winner gets the uh, Jerry Rice autograph, and everybody gets to help out. $100 donation to Toys for Tots. So if you want to do that, you just got to email me. 49ers Rush Podcast at Gmail, or you can DM me on Twitter at JL underscore Chapman. Those are the two best ways to do it. Uh, 
anyway, so those are your two options for that. So really excited about that. And hurry up because as soon as the spots are open, it's what it is. Uh, the, the guys that are running the charities, they put money in as well. So we already have a few spots. Uh, a couple of Patreon members let me know that they were in. Got those spots too. So uh, we're, we're already about halfway full. So if you want in there, again, 49ers Rush Podcast at gmail.com or at JL underscore Chapman. Now, before we jump into the Jimmy Garoppolo film, I do want to say thank you to our sponsor, Bet Online AG. Here we go. Just a real quick word from our sponsor. I just want to give a real quick shout out to our sponsor. I love this. BetOnline.ag. These guys are awesome. They have supported the uh, podcast and all of Blue Wire podcasts for a while now. They are a great company. And here's the deal. With currently no NBA, NHL, MLB, football, whatever. You, there's no sports. We get it. But here's the deal. You can still go out and bet. Um, our exclusive partner, BetOnline.ag, still has hundreds of events games props to wager on from their online casinos to poker blackjack they're bringing vegas to you now uh, if you're missing the nfl um no problem they have live daily every single day madden nfl 20 simulations that you can bet on so you can still bet on tv shows like survivor big brother american idol all those things stock prices religion whatever it doesn't matter you can bet on everything betonline.ag it's open 24 hours a day and it's all online so Head over there. Here's the deal. Use the promo code BLUEWIRE, one word, BLUEWIRE, to join today. Receive your new welcome bonus, betonline.ag, your online wagering solution. Head over there. Sign up now. All right. Welcome back. And here's what we are going to do today. And I'm pretty excited about this because it's been a while since I've been able to get this up and running for uh, everybody. And again, uh, this is what we do on Patreon. Now, um, here's the deal. Jimmy Garoppolo on third downs is the best in the NFL. It's not even close. Um, You know, he averaged a 50% conversion rate on third down as a whole, which was best in the NFL by a considerable margin. Now, as we go through this, this is only one-third of the break. It's really one-sixth of the breakdown. We're just going to do third and short. Um, the next two breakdowns on Patreon are, <laughs> for example, the amount of clips I have for third and short, they're six minutes long. It's going to take a while to break them down uh, with you guys today. But the third and medium, <laughs> third and log, each one of those are 19 minutes long. Uh, which usually come out to about an hour-plus-long breakdown uh, for those. Those will be posted within the week on Patreon if you want to join those. So let's talk real quick about some of these third and short conversions. This is third and two, week one. Now, if there is an area that Jimmy Garoppolo has weaknesses on third down, it's third and short. He's not good at third and short. He's pretty bad at it, in fact. Uh, He ranks 20th. Um, and third and short conversions, but first overall, whenever you combine all third downs. Now, we'll see this play just a few times. This is going to be successful here. It's just the short shovel pass, and a lot of the conversions are due to a few different factors. One, Kyle Shanahan in his scheme, he's going to create some uh, things anyway, and this is one of those examples. You're going to get just a quick kind of motion across, which is going to clear out, and then you're going to get a shuffle pass underneath. So what's going to happen is Goodwin, and I love you, you go back to week one, so many of these people are no longer here. <laughs> they're, they're just not here. Uh, but that's okay. Uh, you see Goodwin coming across, and they're just bringing basically a slant blitz. I mean, you can kind of look. It's a run stuff, uh, kind of a gap blitz by the defense here. And what they're going to try to do is create gap horizontally by getting a motion across. Then you get the zone um read look right here and then what happens next is you fill it in the third wave with Kittle behind and so you can see here how the defender fits outside uh once he blitzes right here so he's going to take first threat he takes that right there now it leaves this defender with a choice okay he's got to play inside gap and he's going to respect the run game here of Mostert crossing the face and as soon as he steps up there, that just creates this huge gap. You know, this might as well be a run play, but it counts in the pass play. Just a quick shuffle, and then you just allow your big boy uh, Kittle to go get it. And that's kind of what's key there. He's going to fight for so many different um, first downs. Now, 
One of the favorite formations, and we'll see this time and time again, uh, whenever they come in th- with a fullback, okay, whenever they're in this kind of standard I formation, you have to understand the fullback is always going to take you to the play, uh, almost always. Now, they usually don't like to do this unless um, it's it's either, you know, if they're in a loaded front. So you can kind of see how they came out. You know, you've got your tight end. You've got your two running backs. So you're in 21 personnel, which the 49ers are in quite often. And they don't really motion too much out, out of this. You, you can kind of see, like, they're going to get, they're going to bring him in. And they're just going to say, look, <laughs> we're going to play like we're playing power left side of the ball. But watch what happens and key the fullback always whenever he doesn't move. Just key the fullback uh, straight out to the flats. There's no way the defense has sold out to stop the run. That's all that this is. I mean, you look at all the guys that they have in the box. They're selling out to to stop the run. And Kyle Shanahan says this. I'm going to bring my wide receiver in here and watch what happens with this movement right here. It just creates just a little bit extra. Just a little bit extra. Just gets that space out into the flats. Uh, you can't guard that with this linebacker. He just can't. You know, that's third and one. That's just simple. Uh, it, it's very, very easy. All right, let's see if I can catch the down and distance here. All right, here we go. Third and two. Look at that score. Already up 31 to 10. So now you're changing kind of your mindset. You're in the third quarter, but it's third and two. Uh, we're in an empty set. We're going to motion back. The 49ers' most common formation, as I went through this, is a three-by-one set from the shotgun formation. Three-by-one. That means three wide receivers to one side and a tight end or a wide receiver to the other side. Now, typically, you wouldn't refer to the tight end as a wide receiver or a receiving threat usually, but with Kittle, you have to. He's the team's leading receiver and is just a flat-out beast. Now, they keep Kittle in there to block, and you're going to see, in my opinion... Jimmy Garoppolo's best pass is the out route. Uh, Here you have just a deep out, and it's a little late. This is early in the season. But we're going to keep our tight end just to max protect on this side. And again, you can kind of see, we only need two yards. So as soon as he snaps it and fakes play action, not really even fakes it, he gets his arms around. (coughs) Excuse me. Now he's reading number two, okay? So watch his eyes. You can kind of see where he's looking here. And as soon as he sees him open, he knows right away that's going to be man coverage. Okay? So all he has to do is wait for him to clear. And that's it's a little bit too long. See, the ball should be coming out right here, just throwing it right there on a rope. Uh, he's already cleared. But Jimmy G waits just a little bit too long there. I think it still is a perfect catch. Let's see what the they're going to call it incomplete on that one. But luckily, the game was out of hand there. But you can kind of see the, again, you just go back. And, man, if Garoppolo just throws this half account earlier, he just waited too long. Uh, Again, you're going to see a lot of plays as we continue forward. And, again, for those of you that are listening to this, I think it's still very, very important. If you're not seeing the visual aids, you can go check them out on YouTube as always. But uh, this is just bonus right here. What is Jimmy Garoppolo and Kyle Shanahan better at than anybody? Quarterback sneaks, baby. Third and one. He converted every single one on the year. And you got to give a credit to the big hog mollies up front. Uh, They are very, very good at this. Garoppolo is not a great running quarterback, but he is a great running (laughs) uh, sneaker, I guess you could say. (laughs) Um, I mean, just a great job. Here's a third and one against the Steelers. They're in... Uh, the red zone area, and this was such a weird game. Um, we're going to get, we got a double tight set, so we're in 12 personnel, one running back, uh, double tights on both sides. Not going to get a motion across, but again, another quarterback sneak on third and one. He gets them every single time. I think he got three yards on that, only needed third and one. Now we're going to move on to the Rams game, the first Rams game. This is third and four, seven to seven, you know, right at the end of the first quarter right at midfield, and we motion from, you know, a traditional three-by-one set all the way out to um, all the way out to an empty set. Let's see here. All right. Now, empty is awesome because it just gives the quarterback all of the perspective in the world because you can see everything. 
usually they're going to bring just four rushers, and you can real quick pick up on what's going on um, coverage-wise. Usually the middle of the field is open very, very well. Just run a simple pick play at the bottom with Kittle and Bourne. Kittle just runs right up the seam, getting in the way of the backer. Uh, and the backer, you can see, he opens up. The backer has to stop anybody. I think that's Littleton there. He has to stop anybody from crossing his face. Okay. Well, the number three wide receiver, Kittle, just gets in his way. And Bourne comes right underneath him. Just a very swit simple switch rub route. And as soon as he opens up, Garoppolo hits him right over the middle for the first down. Very nice route. Man, I want to go back to that and see at what point does Garoppolo throw it. He's just waiting for Bourne to open up his hips. That's Pettis. Never mind. <laughs> Who knew Pettis could catch uh, first downs on third down? Very nice. Very nice. Man, if Pettis can do anything this year, I think the 49ers are going to be very, very lucky. All right, third and one on the one going in to score a touchdown here, but too long for a quarterback sneak. Back to pass, and this, oh, man, I was at this game. This is frustrating as hell. He wanted just to flip it out into the flats to Kittle. Kittle gets held up, and it's going to be intercepted. This was Marcus Peters, I believe, who gets this interception. And, you know, they faked a screen to the right to Debo, and Peters didn't bite on it. And as soon as what happens after that, Kittle did not get his depth to get to the corner of the end zone. And because of that, this is going to be intercepted. Uh, just a poorly thrown ball. It was poorly blocked. We did not run this play the rest of the year. There's about four different players busting through the offensive line. This is a total loss. Um, this is a total loss. Offensive line, route run, pass thrown, play concept. That's 0 for 4, and usually whenever everything goes this bad, protection-wise and coverage-wise, yeah, it's going to tell you that the result of the play is going to be an interception in the end zone. All right, um, that play's not supposed to be in there. I'll be breaking down that one next time. Here we go. Now, we have a very similar play all the way on the other, uh, same, same game, okay? Third and one, a little bit closer to the goal line. And here we go. We're going to get a quarterback sneak up the middle for a touchdown. And this one, you're going right at Aaron Donald. Right at Aaron Donald and Indomitian Sue. And you still get it. You know, they've they've got double eagle. They've got a guy, you know, double eagle is basically a one and a one. The center, just to the left and the right, there's a person in both shades, and they're they're just all bullets. Everybody knew what play was coming, but it didn't matter. Just because the offensive line, the center and two guards, and Jimmy Garoppolo, they pushed hard to get in there. Now, third and three, uh, 49ers up 10 in the third quarter. So this one's a little bit longer. Now, if you look at Jimmy Garoppolo on third and three or less for the whole year, uh, he was 9 for 17 passing, 52% uh, completion percentage, two touchdowns, one interception, which we just saw in one sack. Now, third and three pass, and again, if you want to know what his best pass is, it's that quick out or a deep out. Awesome push off here. Catches it, throws it right where it's perfectly safe. I believe this is Marquise Goodwin. It might be Debo. Let's see here. He's running from the number two spot and just manned up. And he just runs right into the defender, pushes off. Garoppolo doesn't, does not have much time. <laughs> There's uh, people right in his face the entire time. But it's just a perfect pass. Gets it down. Now let's jump to the Cardinals game. We got a third and two. What a fun game. Both games against the Cardinals was just an absolute blast. All right. We got a motion across. Third and two. Pressure's coming right up the middle. And not a great pass. Not a great route either. George Kittle is split out to the left as a wide receiver. Debo's inside of him. And what's going to happen is Kittle's going to basically run just a simple five-yard in route. Uh, get right past the sticks, get big. Coverage was perfect. And so it just turns into a basketball post route. But the problem was the ball was thrown a little bit too much inside, high and inside. And both the players just kind of bat it down. These are the plays that Kyle Shanahan didn't create. He creates the plays, but the opportunity wasn't there. Now you have to ask yourself why. Um, the defense kind of opens up 
towards Kittle. They know where they want to go. Uh, I would have loved to have seen a run play with this defensive front, but um, it, it didn't. It didn't happen there. Now we jump to another third and three later on in the game. Now the difference here is it's third and three, and you're on your thirty going into score, so you're already in field goal range. And the adjustment that was made, and this was the point in the entire season where Kyle Shanahan started using empty for about a month straight. He just said, screw it. Let's put everything in front of Jimmy. Let's let him see, and let's let him act quick. So empty set, no protection help whatsoever. And he just starts lighting people up. You know, this is the huge Kittle touchdown versus the Cardinals where he just runs basically a post. Um, just a skinny post at that. He fakes outside release. You know, he has five yards to be physical. He throws <laughs> Buda Baker, the defender. He just power cleans him. He just chunks him to the side, catches it in stride, and just goes ham. Uh, makes one miss, makes two miss, gets in. I think this is a play where he broke his his ankle. But let's focus on Jimmy G. <clears throat> That's not his first read. You know, he looks to the left side of the field before throwing it to the right. He looks to the left, wasn't there, checks back over the middle. He got to his third read in, let's see here, 1,001, 1,002, boom. He just surveys the field left to right. And obviously, the highlight of this play is Kittle. There's no doubt about that. This is all Kittle. But the opportunity is created to get the ball into your playmaker's hands by Jimmy Garoppolo and Kyle Shanahan. You go to the empty set, you allow things to formulate, and then you just get the ball to your playmakers. All right, let's move to the first Seattle game. This is third and three here. Got a three-by-one set towards the bottom. And, man, they drop. They only bring four, and it's perfect pass protection. Uh, they bring four guys, and they pick it up with ease. Garoppolo's got all day. Now, he kind of missed a wide-open Kendrick Bourne right off the bat just over the left center, but you have Bobby Wagner sitting there, and it scares him a little bit, so Garoppolo just buys time. He's bouncing around in the backfield, can't find anything, and eventually chunks it deep, and it goes out of bounds. Um, these are plays, you know, for the Jimmy haters out there, sometimes whenever things don't go right, he holds the ball way too long. He didn't really have a lot of options. Um, maybe Kendrick Bourne early, but I don't think he saw him. He's watching him. He saw it. He was just too scared. He thought he was getting baited right there. That was a huge missed opportunity right there. Now, staying with it again, uh, here we go. Another short third down, and guess what? We're in eye formation. Anytime there's offset eye where Kyle Juszczyk is motioning back and forth or just off the butt, uh, usually lined up behind the guard or the tackle, whenever he's right behind the quarterback, you should know what the play is. You just got to follow the fullback. Boom, there it is, quarterback sneak every single time. Gets it with ease. All right, third and one, back to the Cardinals. Again, these are just the third and short passing conversions um, or you know attempts, not necessarily that he got all of them. Uh, but again, on third and short, his passer rating was 84.7, 84.7, which isn't, is not ideal. Oh, we saw this play in week one. I formation. Kyle Juszczyk lined up directly behind the quarterback, so that's going to tell you he's taking you to the play every single time. They fake the play action, and Juszczyk's just going to get out to the flats. Um, you know, the number one and number two receivers up top, they're just going to basically pull their men inside by the route they run or by walling off the defender. You just basically get an inside release from Bourne, the number two wide receiver. They have to respect it. And then it looks like Debo or Marquise Goodwin just runs this guy off. Uh, awesome, easy first down, almost a touchdown on third and one. You basically fake a power run game, play action, and then hit in the flats. Because here's the reason why this works. Whenever you load up the box like the Cardinals are, the linebackers are then responsible for the fullback and running back. And so what's going to happen is play side will take the running back, backside will take uh, sorry, play side will take the fullback, backside's going to take the running back. So as soon as they're getting a run read from the line, as soon as the fullback steps forward, that linebacker has to be responsible for tackling at the line of scrimmage otherwise it's a first down. 
So they have to attack this. And then once they realize it's a pass at that point, now you got to widen. So impossible to go against your instincts there. Uh, that's a gain of nine on third and one. Same game. We got a third and three already in field goal position. Got to be smart here. All right. Motions across to a three by one set and shotgun formation. Oh, man. Look what they did there on defense. And this is why you motion. You got guys moving. And, you know, they've got a safety. It looks like this is Ross Dwelly, yeah, because Kittle's out. They got a safety that has to follow Ross Dwelly across. That's going to bump the safety back, the other safety back to a single high set. You're just making the safety do way too much. And they attack them. Yeah, the motion player is being attacked. That's not Kittle. That's Ross Dwelly. So you, first you're going to force him to run all the way across the field with the motion. Once you see that, you know it's man coverage. Man coverage tells you, with the route concept that they have, the number one's clearing, number two's running and out, and the number three, Dwelly, who's coming across, he's just going to pivot. And because it's man coverage, you know there's not a flat defender that's squatting. There could have been a flat defender squatting if that safety stayed where he was. But whenever he motioned back to single high, that let him know, you know, you could call this man free, which is man coverage across with a free safety. Some people call it cover five, which means man underneath with a safety on top. And so you look at the defensive alignment. Everybody's on the line of scrimmage. This is a simple man. So that's just a one-person read because everybody else is being run off. You just throw a quick pass there to Dwelly. That's going to be a first down every time. All right, let's go to the Packers. This is basically a JV game. Um, now, uh, Kittle looks like he's back. We got a twister formation here, which means we have Raheem Mostert to the right of Jimmy Garoppolo in the shotgun, and we have George Kittle to the left. Okay, now he's a tight end. He's running back. He's a wide receiver. He's all these things. He does it all. Now, let's see how they're going to handle this. Oh, wow, I thought that was the shuffle play. Nope. Man, just throws a dart. Um, man, you're, you're going to basically get, it's almost like an option route. But it's just find a spot, you know, right over the middle of the running back. So the running back's going to run an option route. He runs right at the defensive end and then angles in or out based on what he's covered. Now, they're in a zone defense. You can tell how everybody in defense is facing um, the quarterback. So they're just sitting. So this play call was doomed from the start because you want to do this versus a man concept. Now the problem was he throws it, and this is to Jeff Wilson. This is the same Jeff play just to the opposite side of the offense that Jeff Wilson scored the game-winning touchdown against the Cardinals. But uh, he gets thrown into coverage there, and it just wasn't there. Uh, he did give his player a chance. It goes incomplete. Jeff Wilson takes the brunt of this deal. But yeah, that, that was just... He has to get that ball out earlier. And here's the problem. You pay attention to the wide receiver. That's Emmanuel Sanders screaming across the middle. Was open early. He doesn't even look at the quarterback because he's just running a clearing route. He doesn't even look at the quarterback. You, you can see him coming across. So, you know, an ideal world, <laughs> he could have just hit the flasher coming underneath, but he's not looking for the ball. <laughs> So that, that, that's a huge missed opportunity. You still get a field goal there. All right, let's jump to the Ravens. This is third and two. And this game, goodness. It, it was close. Empty set. <clears throat> Perfect time. And it's not going to be enough. This was the time he gets sacked. And this is all Garoppolo. Okay. Uh, there are players you can throw it to. It's third and two. And he gets great protection. Five-man blitz. Okay. So empty set, <clears throat> as soon as you get a five-man blitz, you know everybody's going to be one up. <laughs> I mean, you just got to gotta go make a play. All right? And so what they do is they drop two safeties deep. Basically, they look like they're in kind of a third uh, cover three cloud. So they've got three under mid-range defenders and three deep defenders. They're bringing five, and you're dropping six. So you've got three guys just at that first down marker and three guys deep. Now, whenever you see that, the basically all the pressure's being put on the middle of the field in those linebackers because they have to choose who they're going to cover. And what happened was Garoppolo just, he, he didn't, it wasn't a wide open play, and he just pumps it. 
And then he decides, I'm going to scramble for it, but then the pocket collapses. There's five guys coming, not four. Um, he gets tackled basically two yards before. Uh, I don't know if that counted as a sack or a one-yard gain, but that's where this was the time of the season where Garoppolo, he just started holding the ball too long. Uh, I mean, again, 1,001, 1,002, 1,003, 1,004. Now he's running around. You know, he held the ball for a good six and a half seconds, but he could have thrown the ball at any point with four seconds. You get four seconds versus a five-man blitz, you're winning. Uh, you, should be, you should be doing something. All right, Saints game, third and three, up two in the fourth quarter. Oh, boy. Up two. Yeah, third and three. This is a fun game. We're going to see a lot more of this game um, on the third and medium conversions and the third and long conversions. But, you know, if you want to know what teams do, and it doesn't matter at any level, high school, college, NFL, this is the way that they package their plays when they're doing film study. They want to see all the third and short out of, but they do it by formation. Show me every third and short out of a three by one, every third and short out of 21 personnel, every third and short with a motion. That's kind of how they watch it. Um, this is a little bit wider of a peripheral, but it gives you a good picture. Man, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, again, we're seeing two things here. Oh, he fights and goes and gets it. Um, his initial reads, it, it's not there, okay? Uh, they're bringing it. So they're bringing five. One of them's kind of a spy. Um, so kind of bringing four and a half. And bracket coverage on the outside, both outsides with a single high over the top. And his initial read, the wide receiver fell down. It was open. Wide receiver falls down. <laughs> what happened there? Is that Debo? Yeah, nobody touched him. He just he just busted his butt. Oh, that's Emmanuel Sanders. Emmanuel Sanders comes out of his break and just falls down. That's where Jimmy Garoppolo was looking. He just wanted to throw that out route that he loves so much, and he just fell down. So what happens is Jimmy just bells. Uh, you know, he's reading the left side of the field only, and the wide receiver fell down, and he just went to run for his life, gets to the outside, gets enough for the first down, which is awesome. Uh, oop, let's go back just briefly. What are we at? Here's third and two with 42 seconds left. You know, this was, it was do or die time. We know what the next play is, so this probably isn't going to be a successful play. You've got to do something or you're going to lose. Throws it over the middle to Kittle. Incomplete. But the very next play is the fourth and two. And so we will have that one broken down, but it's not going to be on our third down conversion um, playlist. We're going to have that on a different one. All right, let's go to the Falcons. We got a third and one. I hated this game from the start. Um, nice quarterback sneak for, good Lord. Going to get three, four yards there. Look at that press, man. Great job by the center. Great job by Lake and Tomlinson. Man, that is just an awesome push. All right, third and three, same game. Interesting coverage here. Nice, interesting lineup. Got a three-by-one set to the left. Jimmy Garoppolo back to pass. He's got lots of time. Dancing too much. Throw the damn ball away. Um, Yeah, this one should have been intercepted. All right, goes incomplete. Garoppolo's got time, but he's looking at the wide receiver that's triple covered. I, I don't understand. He thought that this outside linebacker was going to blitz and he was going to have a good read here. Well, he didn't. He faked him out, and nobody picked up the bat. So he was hoping that outside backer would crash, but he didn't. Now, you can see his eyes. He's reading a triple-covered wide receiver. You got to get off that read. That read ain't there. You got to pivot across. You got to do something, uh, because that, that play is dead in the water. Hey, you know, everybody knows... Pay attention to Kittle, but they took him out of the play. There was, he was triple covered. And by the time Jimmy got his eyes around, it was just too late, and he throws up basically a jump ball to Kittle, trying to get something, almost catches it for a first, uh, but way too inside, off his back leg, scary, scary, scary. Here we go. Now here's the Week 17 Seattle game, third and one. Look at those uniforms, best uniforms in football right there. Whew. Quarterback sneak, baby. Can't stop it. Can't stop it. 
Uh, that was the only third and short uh, pass play against Seattle. Now let's go to the divisional round. Man, big formation. You got to like this. How many we got? We got two. <laughs> we got two uh, tight ends, and we've got two backs. So we're in 22 powerhouse football personnel. Motion and across with Kittle. Guess what? Quarterback sneak for a first down. Undefeated. So good at that. Third and two. Same game. Still big formation. 22 personnel again. Man, I love this. I love this. I love this. We do it all day. All day. Oh, man. Oh, I was so open across the middle. This was a missed, missed play. Okay, so third and two. What was the score on this one? 14 to, we were up 14 to 10, I think, at this point. Yeah, 14 to 10. That was after the Kello touchdown he gave up. Play action works perfectly. Now, you stop it right there, and you got to get this, this ball out sooner. Now, he's looking to the far right. He's looking at Kittle coming all the way across on a deep drag. And it's perfectly guarded. Okay, so you, you don't want to mess with that. So you're going to watch Kittle come across on a deep drag. It gets picked up just fine. You can't throw that. Okay, that's covered. You got two guys out here, three guys out here guarding the flat receiver. Here are the two players where he's got to look. Back to the inside. I believe that's Dwelly and that's Juszczyk. He could have checked down to either one. Look how open they are. But you got to get the ball out quick. Now you are throwing. Now as soon as he backs up, this was over. Uh, he chunks it up there, tries to get a chance, but at least you're in field goal range. You don't press it, and whenever you don't press it, uh, you get a field goal. You're fine. Uh, you can't turn it over there. He did miss an opportunity, but that's okay. All right, third and one. Forty ers already up ten to zero in the NFC Championship. Quarterback sneak, baby. Undefeated. Gotta love it, man. So hopefully. You guys enjoy that. There were no third and short uh, plays whenever we go back to the Super Bowl. Uh, they didn't happen. So anyway, that's going to do it for us today. If you enjoyed that, okay, uh, that was kind of just a brief snapshot. Uh, our episode right now is at 55 minutes. Uh, usually the breakdowns are the full <laughs> time. So I'm going to get two more breakdowns up within this week just on Jimmy Garoppolo's third and medium and Jimmy Garoppolo's third and long, uh, which we got a lot more film of those uh, two things. 49ers like to run on third down and short. That's why we didn't have that many. But hopefully you guys enjoyed this, and I'm going to leave you guys with the Countdown Crew outro. So if you want to win some 49ers rush gear and some other giveaways in the future, this is going to let you know how to do it. All right, guys, just want to remind you of the Countdown Crew. Um, I'm trying to find creative ways to give things away <laughs> to the loyal listeners that show up episode in, episode out, doesn't matter when it is. So here's the deal, guys. If you haven't participated in this before, here's what you do. When the countdown starts, okay, whether this is on YouTube, Hot Mic, Periscope, wherever, when the countdown is up, that first 30 seconds before the podcast starts, I need you to start lighting up those comments, okay? And what's going to happen at the end of every month, I'm going to keep track. Whoever gets the most and all those things, I'm going to pick one or two people. I'm going to be giving away T-shirts, uh, 49ers rush gear, stickers, uh, perhaps even uh, let you be jump on the pod, uh, tell people your story, how you became a 49ers fan, something along those lines. But the countdown crew is huge. So again, for our live listeners, make sure you hit subscribe and that notification bell wherever it is you listen. And again, that first 30 seconds, that's the countdown crew. I need you guys in there. I need you to bring in energy because I feed off that. And I think usually whenever we have shows with a lot of people on early, those are always my favorite uh, podcasts to do. So I need your help. Uh, the countdown crew, again, get some free stuff. And I'm going to be sending that out to you. For those of you that do listen traditional podcast ways, I understand you don't have a way to do that. Um, but I'm going to try to find some new creative ways to get you guys active in that as well. And again, I got I got a lot of stuff I got to give away. So help us out there. That is the Countdown Crew. Hopefully you enjoyed today's episode. Thank you guys so much. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place 
to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.